Welcome to Sojourn Discipleship. At Sojourn Community Church in Chattanooga, Tennessee, we are committed to helping you flourish with friends because life is too precious to waste. What's up, Sojourn family? Pastor Rusty here with our very last episode of the first season of Sojourn Discipleship. I can't believe it. Uh, It has flown by really quickly. And listen, today's episode is really kind of a transition uh, between the first season and the second season. We'll get into that more later, but we're transitioning in that I'm going to be the only one chatting with you today. And I'm going to be talking through the very last question, which is in many ways a very practical question for you all. And that is, what does commitment as a member look like in this new structure. We want to be crystal clear with you as to what we're expecting from you as members uh, so that you can know how to really dive into this new structure to get the most out of it, to flourish with friends. So, so that question today of what does commitment as a member look like in this new structure, uh, the first thing I want to talk about is that idea of commitment. And you know, in many ways, commitment has kind of become a four-letter word in our world and in our culture right now. The idea of trusting others seems harder than ever. Uh, The ideas of committing ourselves to one another seems more difficult, but God has designed us to flourish in the context of commitment. We've always believed that at Sojourn. We believe that the narrowing of our boundaries is actually helpful for our flourishing. Um, Tim Keller in his book, Marriage, he has this great illustration about the the freedom that comes through the commitment of marriage. And he talks about if if a parent has their child in New York City playing in a park. Let's just say that that park has uh, four streets, busy New York streets on every single side of it. And let's imagine that the park does not have fences. So if that were the case, that parent would be on hyper alert, hyper vigilance, always watching to make sure that their child does not run into the street. He then describes a park with four busy roads around it in the middle of New York City that does have a high, tall fence. And and what would that do? For the parent, that parent would then sit on the bench and talk with other parents and would not have concern for their child running around and playing. The fences, the boundaries would create freedom. And so we believe at Sojourn that that boundaries provide safety to be known and to become more free in relationships. So we feel comfortable knowing that Everyone around us and even within our own selves at times, we feel this pushback to commitment. We feel comfortable to say, hey, commitment is actually the way forward into life. As we limit our options, we actually gain more life. So I'm going to talk to you about what we want you to commit to in general as members and then specifically within the context of life groups when it comes to uh, us starting out this new structure uh, this next week. So here we go. In general, as a member, we want to see you committing to four things, to gather, to scatter, to serve, and to grow. 
specifically, what we mean by that is we want to see you committing to gather, to participate either in person on Sunday mornings, if you're comfortable with that, or to participate online. We want to see you committing to that participating with our weekly Sunday gathering. Second, we want to see you scatter. We want to see every member of Sojourn commit to join a life group. Uh, And we've talked all about that in previous episodes. Um, Our new website should be launching here in the next week, which will help you to connect to either an open group or we'd love for you to reach out um, via the form that we've shared in past weeks if you're interested in leading a closed group. So we want to see you join a life group. Third, we want to see you serve. We want to see you join a service team. And on our website, we're going to have a much more clear pathway for you to fill out a form and to jump into serving and joining a team of service within Sojourn. And then fourth and finally, we want to see you commit to grow. Uh, Hopefully you've been hearing throughout this entire season of Sojourn Discipleship that we're doing everything we can to uh, make these pathways of flourishing easy for you, but you ultimately are going to have to take responsibility for your own personal growth. We're going to try to empower you everywhere we can, but you're going to have to take ownership. And so when we talk about you committing to grow, what we specifically mean by that is we want to see you participate in Sojourn Discipleship, the monthly meetings that are going to start the very first Wednesday of September, and they're going to be monthly, the first Wednesday of every month. We want to see you participate in Sojourn Discipleship, either in person or if you're not comfortable, uh, online through the podcast. So from this week on and into next week, we're going to shift this podcast to where we're taking part of the Sojourn Discipleship Hour. We're taking the teaching portion where we're teaching you a practice, we're going to put that into the podcast so that if you're not comfortable coming to Sojourn Discipleship in person, um, if you want to catch up on it, if you just happen to miss it because of work or life circumstances, we want those practices that we're teaching, that we're asking our life groups to focus on during the month, we're putting those on the podcast so that you can be in the loop and you can live life together as your group. So that's what we want you to commit to in general, gather, scatter, serve, and grow. Uh, Specifically though, in life group. And I'm going to take a couple minutes to talk about this here. Uh, We really want to see you committing to four things as well. The first is we want you to commit to a semester together at a time. Uh, we, We want you within your life group to say this group, this open group, this closed group, I am all in with this group. I'm committed to these people for this semester. Uh, We're not saying with Cain, um, am I my brother's keeper? No, we are saying uh, with Jesus, I am my brother's keeper. I am my sister's keeper. And we're committing for an entire semester with a group with the goal to flourish with those friends. Now, at the end of that semester, you can reconsider, do I re-up my commitment to this group? Do I join another group? There's, There's going to be flexibility there. You're not committing to life with these friends in your life group, but we are asking you to commit to a semester. Second, we want to see you commit to Sojourn's values within your group. So as you're living out life together within that semester, we want you to think, okay, how do we behave? How do we act with one another? And the answer is Sojourn's values. If you remember those, they are truth, humility, transformation, compassion, and empowerment. All right, I'm going to say them again. Truth, humility, transformation, compassion, 
and empowerment. And your life group, we, we want you to view your life group as really the first place that you live out these values when it comes to living life and sojourn and outside of sojourn. So your life group is that first place. I, I even think of the, the analogy or the illustration of an incubator, right? So an incubator is an enclosed space to provide safety as something valuable grows. That's what we wanna see you viewing your group as, is this is a safe place that has those boundaries where I can grow in truth, humility, transformation, compassion, and empowerment. I can grow in those values in my group, and then that allows me to take those values public outside of my group. Third thing we want to see you commit to when it comes to life groups this next semester is we want you to commit to grow, to learn, and to support one another. Now, I've already touched on this a little bit, but it's worth touching on again. First and foremost, that means participating in Sojourn Discipleship. Your life groups are going to be living out together, talking about and holding one another accountable to the practices that we're going to be putting before the church on a monthly basis. Yes, this is your life group. We want to live life together, but we're also saying, hey, the goal of, hey, let's live the entire Christian life together this week. That can be daunting and overwhelming. So we're giving you one practice to focus on, and we want you to commit to grow in that practice, to learn from that practice, to support one another in that practice. So uh, very practically, join us next Wednesday night, September the 2nd, at the building from 6.30 to 7.30 p.m. If you're not comfortable, then be on the lookout on Thursday, September the 3rd, for the podcast to go live with that content, and then jump into your group and help one another. Uh, beyond the monthly practices, though, however, as we talked about before, your group might want to grow. You might want to learn about other areas of the Christian life. And if your group decides that you have the willingness, the desire, the capacity, we say, great, go for it. Uh, definitely reach out to our life group's director. Uh, we can provide resources for you. We can help your group and empower your group in order to learn and grow in other areas. Uh, the last uh, little sub point I want to talk about here is this idea of supporting one another. The idea of supporting one another is so huge and important. Listen, life is hard and we need help. We need help from one another. So yes, your weekly meeting is important. However, you choose to do that, right? If you're doing that in person, in a park, um, on a FaceTime or a Zoom call, but equally important, and we want you to hear this sojourn, equally important is staying connected to one another throughout the week. However you choose to do that, if you have a running text string with your life group, um, I know of some folks who use Marco Polo to go back and forth. We need to use whatever technology, whatever is accessible to us that allows us to stay connected throughout the week. So that's the third thing we want you to commit to, to grow, to learn, and to support one another. And fourth and finally, we want to see you in your life group commit to loving confidentiality. So part of the health of your group will be determined by the trustworthiness you show to one another. As you're sharing life, as you're sharing struggles, as you're sharing difficulties, nothing diffuses that 
like you hearing your struggle through the lips of someone else you didn't tell it to because someone in your group shared it with them. So we would just really encourage you as you uh, start to live life together in your life groups, um, really press into the self-control and the discipline that it takes to be confidential with what's being shared in those groups. And as you're able to do that more and more, then your group will become a space that is safe, where folks can share what's really going on, and then where you can be the presence of Jesus and you can share the love, the kindness, the compassion of Christ. And that is really where the magic happens in relationships. (laughs) You know, uh, there is so much shame in each and every one of our hearts that tells us that we are the only one, that if people really knew who I was, then they couldn't love me, that this feeling of I'm going to be exposed and I'm going to be left by everyone, that is just a product of living in a broken, sinful world. But real, trustworthy relationships can counteract those lies in such a way with the truth of the gospel, not just in word, but in the deeds of those trustworthy friends in your group. Uh, Kurt Thompson talks about this at length in his book, The Soul of Shame. And let me just read a little paragraph here that he writes. I think it's so beautiful as it describes the healing power that trustworthy friendships can create in us. He writes this, With practice of such compassionate interactions, the speaker, the one sharing difficult things, collects a new set of memories of what it means to live vulnerably with others. The speaker, the sharer of those difficult things, has the opportunity to grow in resilience as he or she learns how to loosen shame's grip on life by living transparently as often as possible. This type of community provides one way for its members to practice vulnerability and strengthen the ability to make this a way of life and all other relational context they inhabit. (laughs) So what he's saying there is, as we have healthy, life-giving interactions in smaller groups of people, that heals us, that helps us in that process of transformation, and then we're able to engage in the world in a healthier way. So these life groups are not just about you huddling up with your clique or your small group. No, these life groups are about you truly experiencing the transformative power of the gospel so that you can go out beyond that group and be a healthier witness for Jesus. Now, confidentiality uh, does not mean, I want to say here, does not mean that there's a no-share-ever policy within your group. Uh, There may be times where your group is just not sure how to help somebody, and that's okay. The the weight of that should not fall on you as friends. There are, are, of course, times where you might process with your group when and where it is appropriate to ask for help from our life group director, and that's why you have leaders in this structure as well, is so that you're not alone if you find your group um, scratching your head over how you help another member of your group. So there's definitely uh, opportunities and moments where you can ask for help while trying to maintain that trust and confidentiality. But by and large, most struggles in life can be worked through in beautiful ways with a few trustworthy friends. And that's what we're going for. We're praying for you that you all will be true friends to one another and will experience flourishing with those friends. 
So wrapping up today, uh, that's what we've talked about in general. We want to see members gather, scatter, serve, and grow, specifically in groups. We want to see members commit to a semester together, commit to Sojourn's values, commit to grow, learn, and support one another, and finally commit to loving confidentiality. Uh, as, as I wrap up today, though, I just want to say we are so excited for what Jesus is going to do this year. We're so excited to see what happens. <laughs> like most things in life, you're really going to get out of this new structure what you put into it. And we hope as participants of Sojourn that you'll commit to these things that I've shared today. And as we wrap up this very first season of our Sojourn Discipleship Podcast, keep an eye out for next week as we start uh, rolling out the practices that we want you living out together with your life groups. But also know that as we step into life together next week, uh, there's going to be a lot of potential for joy. There's going to be a lot of potential for connection, a lot of potential for beauty. But we also know because of our brokenness, there'll be a lot of potential for conflict and for tensions with one another. The church is both beautiful and a messy community all at the same time. So let me leave you with the words of the Apostle Paul as a prayer for how we are hoping that we might live life together in the coming days. So this comes from Romans chapter 12, verses 9 to 21. I encourage you, if you're not driving, close your eyes, just listen to this and pray this with me for Sojourn Community Church in the coming days. Here we go. Romans 12, 9 to 21. Let love be genuine. Abhor what is evil. Hold fast to what is good. Love one another with brotherly and sisterly affection. Outdo one another in showing honor. Do not be slothful in zeal. Be fervent in spirit. Serve the Lord. Rejoice in hope. Be patient in tribulation. Be constant in prayer. Contribute to the needs of the saints and seek to show hospitality. Bless those who persecute you. Bless and do not curse them. Rejoice with those who rejoice. Weep with those who weep. Live in harmony with one another. Do not be haughty, but associate with the lowly. Never be wise in your own sight. Repay no one evil for evil, but give thought to do what is honorable in the sight of all. If possible, so far as it depends on you, live peaceably with all. Beloved, never avenge yourselves. But leave it to the wrath of God, for it is written, Vengeance is mine, I will repay, says the Lord. To the contrary, if your enemy is hungry, feed him. If he is thirsty, give him something to drink. For by so doing, you will heat burning coals on his head. Do not be overcome by evil, but overcome evil with good. Sojourn, may those verses be our story.